Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 55. It's a palindrome, a rather simple palindrome, but it's a palindrome episode this week. Uh, episode 55 of Millennial Gaming Speak. I am your host, Logan Moore, and with me is Max Roberts, as always. Hi, Max. Oh, there you go. You threw it out on there in the end. Hello, Logan. How are you? I'm doing all right. Been a very busy week and lots of things are happening. Yeah, you've done a lot of exciting things. Going to Chicago for two days. I saw Michael, who was on the show last week, Mr. Michael Ruiz. Had a fun time hanging out with him and all the other kind of funny best friends and seeing the city and eating cool burgers and going to Wrigley Field at 2 in the morning. And then you get home and Frank Ocean's dropped an album and then Brock Lesnar fights in like three hours. And yeah, been a lot of stuff it's been, going on. You've been very busy and I've been very not busy. That's fine. I like not being busy. That's like my favorite thing to do, actually, is to just do nothing. I'm always very thankful. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is he having a yawn attack? Yep. What is wrong with you? I don't. 30 seconds into the episode. You put me to sleep. That's what it is. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's what's your deal these past five weeks? I don't know, man. I really, I really genuinely don't know. It only gets busier tomorrow when we go back to school. School. Shmuel. Um. So there's only two of us this week compared to four from last only, week. Yeah, there's only two of us. I had this train of thought. Oh, yes. While you were busy traveling over the weekend mm-hmm. yesterday, yeah, I took a couple of friends to try PSVR. Mm-hmm. I hadn't tried it out before. So they all got to try it, but I got to try it again with the Move controllers. Uh, I did it at GameStop this time, and GameStop lets you play... Rated the, M games. The London Heist demo, mm-hmm. which is clearly rated M. Um, so you got to use you get to use the move controllers with the game, and that's kind of interesting because it's it reminds me of the time I did the Vive, which it had the two hand kind of controllers as well. Um, the hands in the game felt like they were like I felt like I had to reach farther than what I thought I had to in the game. Does that make sense? I had to put, I had to stretch my arm out farther. I, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. In game. Like if my phone was a foot in front of me, I had to stretch farther than what re- I would think a foot is to reach yeah. something in the game. Mm-hmm. So that was, I don't know if that was the demo space. Or the fact that I was sitting down, I feel like that, w- that would have been a game I would have played standing up. As a something. person who used to work in a GameStop, all of those stores are so, so tight. So maybe if you were in your living room, it would have been a little bit better and you wouldn't have felt so confined. Yeah, we had like this one little corner that was for it. It's, yeah. That's probably a rough space to be doing VR. I actually, the attendant was standing so close next to me, I, I wanted to lean out and shoot a guy out of the window. And um, when I moved my arm, I hit him because... Obviously, I didn't I'm realize he was right next to I'm sure right that's not the first time that's happened to him. Probably not. I wish he didn't stand so close to me. And That's a good police song. Don't stand so close to me. Oh, and, and that's the great-grandmother calling me. Oh, you you want to bring your great-grandmother onto the show, please. Oh, please answer it. Put it on speaker. Let's talk to your great-grandmother. No, that would not go very well. Ask her what she thinks about the PS4 Slim and Metal Gear Survive and how she feels about the first Metal Gear game without Hideo she, Kojima. She wouldn't know any of that. Um, she Actually, it'd be kind of funny, probably. It'd be a very long phone call, most likely. But, uh, the move control is very interesting. I know they're required for Batman VR, so I'll be picking up a... Yeah. yeah. 
That's what I'm so trying I to figure be, out. Is if I will I'm going be to need a pair these. of those. Used at GameStop, they're like twenty three bucks. New on Amazon, they're twenty six. I'll try to just buy new ones then. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you buy a couple of them. Um, it was cool nonetheless, and then I played more Super Hypercube. Very stoked about that. Um, but I thought I'd report in on how the Move controllers feel with it all. I have a couple questions about the one in Heist one, but I don't really want answers because I know it's something I'm going to play for myself at some point, and I know it's the, probably not going to change from what you played and what'll come out at retail in a couple months. So I actually, I'd almost I, rather just like see it for myself when that happens. I don't know because the systems they're using are like debug PS4s with, you know buggy headsets and yeah software. i mean they could be I, they could be like slightly this is altered, a slice but... of the game that was made and months and months ago but london heist is like it's one it's of those around. like experiences rather than a yeah game. it's in that vr worlds game yeah. so but i mean they've been working on it since then so i'm sure it's going to be better it'll be, optimized it'll be smoother. slightly different if i had to guess but this is this this specific one london heist i think has been demoed for like it's over one of, it's a year the... now at this point What's that studio? The London studio. Um, uh, I don't know. Tea and Crumpets Incorporated. Mm. I'm not sure. No, that would have been European, if anything, not not London. Wait, no, wait, no. no I get London and France mixed up. London. I do too. I almost said something about the Eiffel Tower. I was, yeah, yeah no, I get those mixed up all the time. London's, I don't know why. London's got the Big Ben. He's the clock man, and he's guarding the city, and then. Paris has just got like that art museum, and it's you can tour it on your 3ds, I think, something like that. You can the museum where the Mona Lisa is. You can rent 3d like borrow 3ds's at the museum and like go on a tour and stuff. That's that's that thing. Europe, but, yay, yeah, yeah. I know. I I get London. I don't know why. It's brain. But, so that was interesting. Yeah, so PSVR. Yeah, that's, I, I that's mean, my little, we're like, what, a month report. and a half out now? Something like we that are. around there. We Six are. weeks maybe? Uh, Six or seven? Um, Seven sounds more accurate, actually. Because we've got this It's closer week. to seven. It's closer to seven, yeah. maybe even eight. But... Maybe six and a half, I guess, because it releases midweek. Something in that well, neighborhood. It's about two months, actually, because today is the 16th, I think. Today's and like the twenty second, first, twenty first, whatever. So uh, yeah, it, it would have been two months from last Thursday or so. Like it's around there. It comes out on a Thursday, which is weird. PSVR going up on a, on Thursday. a Thursday. Is it really a Thursday? That's really strange. Yep, the thirteenth. PlayStation Four came out on a Friday, and that was fun. But see, that makes more sense because I took a Friday off of work and I sat at home and I, I played Rezo Gun all day. So. Rezo gone. So that's cool. I ha- I still have no desire to go back and play PSVR yet, just because I'm gonna let my hype build. But if if maybe maybe I should go play it again, so that it might I can temper my expectations because we talked about that a little bit last week with No Man's Sky. Have you gone back to that at all, out of curiosity? Uh, I played actually that night. We recorded the show. You did. I played okay. it with um Abby. Then I read Kirk Hamilton's review of it on Kotaku. Highly, highly recommend that review in general. Like, even if you're not playing No Man's Sky, you should read this review. Kirk's review kind of gave me a different lens to look at the game through. And the next time I play the game, not that I'm rushing to play this game. Um, 
I'm actually been replaying Uncharted 4. Um, and as we know from the show, I beat Ocarina of Time actually like an hour ago. Um, so I've been playing other things. But the next time I play No Man's Sky, I'm going to be playing it a little differently than the way I was playing it before. Cool. Only thing so, I've played in the last week is Batman. I finally got around to doing that. And yeah, it, was, it was fine. It was good. Solid first episode setting some things up. I like what they're doing with the penguin eventually. You know, Couple he, pot. I like what, will he become the penguin? Yes, he will. I mean, obviously. I like where they're going with that. Um, that's, that's probably the more interesting storyline to me right now. Harvey's kind of an odd character in that. Like, he kind of caught me off guard. Um, cause he's like, I don't know, this is kind of all spoilery, but not really. Cause some of this stuff happens like literally 10 minutes into the game, but I don't know. He's kind of like wanting to work with Falcone in a weird way, but he is supposed to be like it's a good guy in the DA. Politics, Bruce. And yeah. So he's like trying to talk to Bruce, Bruce and working with Falcone for some reason. I thought that was odd. Um, Catwoman's cool. I like Selena and I like that little confrontation you have with her, um, it's the gameplay's cool. Too much exposition though. Way too much much exposition. Oh my gosh, did you know That's my biggest problem. Did you with know? It. Did did you know that Bruce's parents died when he was a kid? Are you serious? You, really? Yeah, in an alley. They were shot. Oh my gosh. Wow. I had no idea. I went into yeah, this no. I was like, this dude's just patrolling the streets, he's beating up crooks. I thought he was just also, a happy go lucky guy and I didn't know Telltale why. Telltale mixed doing it up. It. They mixed it up. It wasn't like pearls and stuff that fell from the fell from his mother's necklace and all this stuff this time it was movie tickets oh man bloody stained movie tickets movie tickets and he keeps them in a little a little container right there next to the to back computer him and you can either rip, parents rip them up and you can be like oh uh, uh, did you rip um, them up i'm an angsty little batman mm. no no because it's dumb up? no i'm not gonna i thought that was such a stupid like major decision you were supposed to make in that episode not not technically a major decision it is not on this it wasn't on the major it wasn't on the list at the end but yeah just presented you it's one of the only decisions you can make where yeah you have one choice or the other and that happens usually about three or four times an episode it seems like with most of their games if that maybe twice so it was all right. Like I, I don't know. I liked I like the detective part. I thought that was that was interesting. Fun. I'm I'm interested to see that take a bigger space maybe or different options to connect yeah. things together. Um, I thought the interrogation stuff was really cool. I do like how you get to choose mm-hmm. how brutal of a Batman you want to be. I'm I'm actually yeah I'm writing my review up for the game and uh, it actually should be up. Probably not tonight at this point. Too late. I don't like to post reviews too late because it just doesn't get any hits. I'll probably post it tomorrow. But I said my favorite thing about the game is that there has been such a broad spectrum of Batmans over the years. Going from as far to one side as Adam West's campy, like, almost comedy-based Batman to the darkness seen in, like, Frank Miller's comic book work where he's snapping criminals' arms in half. Or I mean, even Batman versus Superman. He's just outright killing people. Like, there is, like... A very broad spectrum of what Batman is, and Telltale doesn't like. Telltale doesn't give you one specific Batman. Like, okay, this is how, this is the mold our Batman is cut into. It lets you create that Batman and decide. It let, yeah, how it you lets you pick. Mold it. it lets you pick the mold of the Batman, and that's that's the best thing to, to me be. right now about the game so far is that they are letting you choose how you want. Them to I'm be, to I'm very curious if they're going to be able to stick with their. They're like all the episodes will be out by the end of the year. I can see that. I mean. 
I don't know. I, don't know. I trust them, but maybe I shouldn't. No, I, how was the How was the engine were, for you, by the way? Um, the interesting enough, the first time I played this game seemed like a normal Telltale game. Didn't see anything special. It does graphically. It looks better. They're like. I think it looks better than previous Telltale games. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the more I played it, so I played it a total of, I think, two, through completion twice. I'm sorry. And then dabbled a couple of things one or two more times. I also tried, uh, I took my PS4 to Abby's house and we had a bunch of friends over and we were going to try the crowd play thing where people can use their phones or computers. Yeah, and you can vote We or tried whatever. that out. Yeah. Um, especially during that the game crashed all the time. The more I played oh, it, the geez. worse it got. Like I don't know. So they tried to so they is. tried to put one new feature in there and it like crashed the entire Well game. not even just the crowd play thing. Just the second time I played it, yeah. It was worse. And then when I went back to like dabble in certain things, it was worse. Any of the also any of there's the... no chapter select. That's weird. So Which you have to just play really through the whole game. Upsets me because that makes doing guide work for the middle stuff harder. Message Don't them, like see it. if they can update that or something. I doubt it. But doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. It's it, the frame rate still chugged for me a handful of times. Oh, it was. It's not well. I watched. Uh, I and believe it's, it was Digital Foundry. It's getting to the point where it's not acceptable anymore to me. Oh no, like, no, no it's been are, there. It's it's not just now arriving. It's been unacceptable. Yeah, we yeah. Just... I mean, that's true. I, the last couple of Telltale games that have come out, I've been a little bit more behind on, so I guess I haven't Game been of Thrones, with them. I've heard Michonne does not run very well. Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from Borderlands had hiccups mm-hmm. in every episode. Uh, I mean, it's Walking not... It's, as a person who's reviewing the games and giving them a score, like, it's not... Like, I'm I'm docking... I don't want to say I'm docking them, like, heavily for it, but, like, it's it's on my mind when I am giving the game a score because it's it's not acceptable to me anymore that it's 2016. You've had this same stinking engine for like five or six years now, and it's still running just as bad as it has since day one. Like that and is the game not, runs worse on PC. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Which, like I don't. There get comes it. a point where you just need to like put your foot down, and a bunch of people did this last year with Fallout Four. Like, okay, cool, you made an awesome world, but this engine sucks, and like there needs to come a point where that's not cool. You, we don't care how good the story is in Batman. We don't care how deep the world is in Fallout. The fact that it has trouble running—that's a major problem, and we can't look past that anymore, even if we have before. So, I think that's yeah. I, I think the game's good, but it does have issues i mean both narratively and from a gameplay like just from running a running standpoint so i like it though like it i i do i think it's it's a very setup heavy episode that's why i said there's really no yeah, spoilers I'm, for anything because not much happens no it's it's all it's interesting where they're going i'm excited to see that next step i do hope the episodes come soon I, just because yeah. I mean, you can you assume know, the next one will probably come out around the same time as what the season pass disc, which is in like two weeks, maybe two and September. Weeks. Yeah, it's like it's two the middle weeks, of September. Two, it's so like two hopefully. or three weeks out, I think. Yeah, so. and that's really interesting. That's the only way you can get that game on PS3 or Xbox 360. Yeah, it's not available digitally on those platforms. I wish it wasn't available at all on those platforms. Well, I mean, I do too, but because I think that's why the engine still sucks, honestly. 
that they keep trying. It does look better graphically, like you said, but man, yeah, that it engine, does look better. The engine just has does has some serious problems. Um, let's get into the notable news, though. We've been Ooh. talking here for good ten or fifteen minutes about just what we've been playing and things like that. We've got not as many news stories as I thought we might have this week. Um, Gamescom was this last week. I don't know if we really talked about that on the show on episode fifty four very much. Good grief, you're yawning. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought we would have more stories coming out of Gamescom, but then again, Sony and Microsoft both, they didn't give any pressers. No pressers. During the event. Nintendo's it was mostly for games we knew about. There. Nintendo's obviously not there. By the way, seven months till the NX. Just... Nintendo is there. Uh, I, I meant like in, as far as like giving a, a event oh, or something okay, like okay. that. Sony, say, Microsoft, no, and PlayStation. Nintendo does have a booth they, there. None of them gave, had press Pressers. Yeah. Yep. So... There was not a lot that I mean, came out. There's a Titanfall open beta that there was probably a is over by the time this. There's a, um, I think next week there's the Battlefield 1 open beta, if I'm correct, which is, I think, August 31st is when that is. There was a couple news stories. The one other news story that I did want to mention before we jump, so our first news story is about Metal Gear Survive. I want to mention this, though. I wrote this up for PlayStation Insider this last week, and this sounds like... The coolest thing I've heard from video games in a long time, and it comes from way of Star Wars Battlefront. Have you read what the new DLC is for Death Star and the new game mode that they've they've created for it? The the only thing I know about Battlefront is that the Star Wars VR thing, the X Wing okay. VR, is free for everyone that owns it. Yep, it, yep. That's and it. Yep. Uh, so next time I see that game go on sale on Amazon, I'm picking up my copy now. Yes. Good decision, and you should also because get this. I've seen that DLC game pack. go on sale for like fifteen bucks. It's getting it's getting down there, yeah. And so, for fifteen dollars to fly an X-wing in VR mm-hmm. on day, oh yeah, I'm all about it. I don't need, I don't need the season. Maybe, I would suggest. I okay, tell so me, let me let me tell, tell you about, about let me tell you about mode. this one because then you may want this because this sounds like the coolest game mode that they've they've thought of so far. It's it already sounds like my favorite game mode. I haven't played it yet, so. New things that are coming to the DLC, obviously. You're going to get new maps. You're going to get new heroes. So you're getting Bosk and Chewbacca. Um, you're gonna Chewbacca's get... not in the game already? He's not in the game yet. Nope. He is now. Wow. Um, um, they're making you pay for iconic characters. Okay, continue. Um, I mean, there was only like six at launch anyway. It was Luke, Han, Leia, Leia. Vader, Boba Fett, right. and the Emperor. So Chewie had to get That's cut. Right. Did, you, did you hear that they're looking at Donald Glover? For Lando mm-hmm. in the Han Solo movie. Yeah, that'll be cool. I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, ooh, they should do Donald Glover for that. And of course, oh that was like gosh, their first. That before the Glover report even came amazing. out, that maybe he was the front runner. I yeah, wanted that's to. my my roommate told me that, and I was like, oh. It would be also anyway. very weird to see him in that role, but I'd, I'd be okay with it. He'd I think fit. he'd do well. He would do well, but it would also yeah. be like, that dude's a rapper, and he's Lando Calrissian. Um,. Lando Lando was a rapper in his early Lando days. Lando was a rapper. Yeah, he that's How do you how, think he was able to afford the Millennium Falcon? Uh, he won it off of Han in a game. No, there, it was the other won, way around I thought. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He won so it. Lando, Lando had it um I know this. Well, shoot, none of that's canon anymore. So never mind. Um, I was going to say none of this <laughs> yeah. Just, continue. Yeah, I'm I used sorry. To, I used new to game read mode. All those books. Um the new game mode, it's called Battle Station. And it takes Battle place Station. in three phases. So right. the new, so like I said, the new DLC it's all based around the Death Star. So okay, they're okay. finally adding space combat. 
So finally, the thing everybody's Wait, been whoa, wanting, whoa. space combat, is finally getting added. So you're going to be. What do you mean, f- like off planet? Because you can fly ships. You in can that fly game. ships, but now you're going to be able to fight in space, like actual space dogfighting, like in the movie. So you will be able to do that now. So this game mode battle station is in three phases. Phase one: if you're the rebels, your job is to take down an imperial star destroyer. So if you're the empire, you're basically defending the star destroyer. If you're the rebellion, you're trying to take down tie fighters and you're trying to create holes in their in their defense so that your Y-Wings can come in and bomb the Star Destroyer. When it bombs the Star Destroyer, it's going to be prone to attack. You then attack the points that they bombed and try to blow up the Star Destroyer. If you blow up... I don't know... I don't know if you play three phases every time and then at the so end... So it's like that... The ATAT part on Hoth where... Sort of, maybe. They bomb it and you have to shoot it yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Okay. A little bit similar to that. So I don't know if the Empire wins that first round, if the whole game just stops. And it's like, game over. They won the first, they won phase one, so you never go to phase two. But it did, they didn't make it sound like that. So... What's so phase that's two? phase one. Phase two, you go in the Death Star. And so now you're fighting in the halls of the Death Star. Your job is to take down, like, some robot in there for some reason or another. I don't know. Basically, the Rebels are trying to blow up an Imperial robot or something that's, like, moving around the map. The Empire's trying to defend it. You can play as the two new heroes, so you can get whip out Chewbacca and Bosk and play as them there. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Cool. Phase three. So now it's time to blow up the Death Star. And if you're the Rebellion, you're trying to blow it up. If you're the Empire, again, trying to defend it and all that. But you can also play as Luke in the, his Red 5 X-Wing, or you can play as Darth Vader in his advanced TIE Fighter. And so you're trying to blow up the Death Star, and Darth Vader's behind you trying to wipe you out and stuff like that. So you're basically doing the scene So you're basically the doing episode four with a couple new things pushed in there. Like Bosk, I don't think, was in the Battle hey, of Yavin. If, but... if besides the little X-Wing VR thing, if they add just that part where I can fly down the Death Star channel and blow up the Death Star in VR. Yeah. I, or maybe I'm all will, about it. Maybe that'll be part of the mission and the VR mission. I don't know. Who knows? It sounds... Well, Brian Altano wrote a it's little helpful. preview about it on his Facebook thing. Says it was like a 360 open environment. Yeah, he X-Wing says it wasn't on fight. rails. He says he thought it would be on rails, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so... I know we didn't have that on our knees, but that sounds awesome because it's finally including space combat, which everybody's wanted. Everybody has been mad from the launch of the game that they I... wasn't fighting in space specifically. And now they're adding it to where there's a in space, in a ship fighting, like actual combat, and then back out in space. Because that was the thing everybody loved with Battlefront 2 was that you could hop in a ship, you could fly into the enemy's ship, hop out, then go inside and blow up their generators, and then hop out and fly out. So that was the cool thing was that you would be on foot, then you would be in a ship, then you'd be so on foot again. So tell me this: is is it me flying my ship in and landing inside no, the Death Star for Phase it'll, Two? It'll switch. It'll be like so. Phase see, two. that's not as cool. It's cool. It there was nothing like it there before, though. It's something. That's all right. You're right there. You, you're right. If it wasn't in the game before, this is definitely something new and cool. So between that and then the next DLC being all Rogue One based. These last two are going to be awesome. These last two are going to be freaking great. They're going to be so good. That's cool. I'm really looking forward to it. It's like it got me really excited. I'm going to play that stupid game of 500 times to blow up the Death Star. So hopefully or or defend it because freaking rebel scum trying to blow up our super weapon. 
Um, so yeah, cool. I know I kind of shoved that in there last second, but it was just some, a new story I remembered writing about earlier. Um, let's talk about Metal Gear Survive, even though it looks really bad to me. Um, first Metal Gear game without Hideo Kojima is coming out. It basically takes place in an alternate universe of sorts where some of the people from like Snake's so Diamond Dogs unit. in the end of Ground Zeroes. Right? The end of Ground yeah, Zero's mother base is attacked and blown up. Yep, the base gets Snake exploded. leaves on a plane. Or a helicopter, I'm sorry. And then that gets this broken. apparently is about one soldier that was left on mother base as it's sinking, and then magically wormholes appear in the sky and suck him and mother base through a wormhole into an <sighs> alternate dimension where these crystallized zombie... They're, they and do remind of, me none of... None of this is canon. None of it. And they've upfront said that. Like, this is I, not... This is just for fun. And so. it's just like they remind me of the cordyceps, like something, some rock things growing out of their head. Um, and it's you and three other buddies fighting to survive this zombie it rock. Looks like, it looks like the Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City of Metal Gear. Do you remember that game when it came out like six or seven? Never, years never ago, played a Resident Evil game, so it was basically like it put you instead in the shoes of like umbrella corporation agents and they just like it was like a four-player co-op game and you ran around the city and shot zombies and stuff like that i wish wish, this probably is this probably is like a cool fun game at the very least it's going to look good because it's using fox engine the problem is they called it metal gear they could have they literally could have called this anything else use the same assets from Metal Gear, because Fox Engine is crazy good, and they own it, and just called it <laughs> to fight zombies, yeah, and but that the game would have been like, that's... okay, this is fine, whatever, we'll see how it plays, but instead it's called Metal Gear Survive, oh, I'm sorry, that peaked there, uh, it's called Metal Gear Survive, and everyone hates it, out of the game. Well, it's all, it's, I mean, people would probably not be as receptive to it, though, if it wasn't Metal Gear, like it... Like it or not, I, I I brought this up last night when talking about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is like a divisive wrestler you, or, or divisive fighter. You either love him or you hate him. But it's better than having no opinion on him at all. If Konami released this and it was just a new thing, I guarantee you most people would be like, eh, "Okay, whatever. Like that's fine. I don't I don't care one way or the other." Now that this is Metal Gear, you either think cool, a new Metal Gear game, or you either think screw you for tainting what Metal Gear is. So no matter what, most gamers have, like, some sort of opinion on this. I get what you're saying, though, that, like, maybe it won't be good for sales. In the end, I think the game, just from what – we have not seen gameplay at all, so it's kind of hard to they've judge. Said, but just the concept said it's not a $60. They said, it's, they said it's not a $60 game. So oh, – Then I wonder what that means. Like so 40, it's like either it's, it's, it's either, like, a budget game, $40, $30, or it's the free-to-play model. I I can't see free to play. Not in this, at least. This looks like it honestly reminds me Left 4 Dead. Sort of, yeah. Like it's possibly. you and three other people fighting enemies together. I don't know if it's like a horde mode thing where you're in one area and they're all coming to you, or yeah, if you like that's are advancing through an area of some sorts or a map of some sort. So just, yeah, there's still a lot we have to learn. Like, what's your knee jerk reaction though? Like. I'm not going to buy it. One, because why? the concept why? is dumb to me. And two, why is it because... called Metal Gear? 
Why is it called metal? That's my that's reaction. That's a brand. I mean, I I told you but like like uh, that's their big me. that's like, their biggest brand. Game. Like that's it, that's it, and that's all it is. Yeah, because they beat the other ones into the dirt. It could be a good game. It could be fun, you know? A, a, a co-op survival shooter could be totally fun. Um, I'll pass final judgment when I see the gameplay and, like, how the game actually works. Um, but for now, I'm not very stoked or excited or interested, really. More curious than anything because if you think about it, if this game's coming out early 2017, which is what they've said is slated, this game's been in development then. Yeah, which but means, uh, which means I don't Kojima think it's knew pro- about it. Maybe, probably, yeah. I guess. Which I don't know. Obviously, he wasn't very hands-on with it. Oh but. yeah, it's not like this is his baby, or he even touched it. But he know he had to know Konami was making this game. Well, we heard like last year reports of Konami was hiring for hiring for people a on a on a Metal Gear game. We heard reports of that last year, so. We've known that something Metal Gear has been coming for a while. I'm surprised it's this soon after. Well, not considering the game type, I'm not surprised. It's not like Metal Gear 6 or something like that. But it is, from a conceptual standpoint, I'm not interested. From the standpoint of Konami's like an evil business to me now who ran one of the best game creators ever to live out of their company, makes me definitely not want to buy this and support them. Uh but the one thing I will say is that if it does have the same systems in gameplay that five had, then that will be big because I, I think I've, I think I, I, we went, I went back on it a couple months ago and I talked about how like amazing Metal Gear Solid five was, and it may have Metal actually Solid been my favorite is game. A last very year. mechanically sound game. Yes. From a gameplay perspective, I mean, Metal Gear Solid five might be the best game that came out last year, like hands down. So, if they just it's are bringing tight, those it's... gameplay elements over to survive and then adding four-player co-op functionality to it, then it could be fun. Again, I think the concept's kind of stupid, and they're it's and goofy. They're, they're ruining Nonsensical. what Metal Gear is. Like Metal Gear. Well, let's Metal... let's be real. I mean, Metal Gear's had its very goofy and silly moments too. I mean, there was like what Metal Gear Rising and stuff like and stuff like that, but. I mean, Rising Vengeance is cool, but, you know, Metal Gear Acid. Metal Gear's not a, you know, like, look at, uh, like, the Sorrow. That's uh, not really goofy, but it's very weird. It, Metal Gear's always been abstract. There's, that's yeah, one. There's, that's, there's that's a way to put like it, abstract. Sure. Um, and this is, Survive is, seems to be more on the goofy side of abstract. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Well, I, I want to see gameplay before I pass final judgment but yeah I'm we'll not, see what, we'll see what gameplay so looks like i mean you would think we would see it sooner rather than later if it is coming out in early 2017 but i guess that remains to be seen i i don't know i mean again i probably i'm gonna tell myself not to buy it just because i'm frustrated with Kona, what konami has done mm-hmm. by ruining castlevania and now probably metal gear at the same time so it's just I don't want to give them my money to support them. And so unless this looks like a game of the year contender for me next year, I can easily see myself skipping on this. Again, we haven't seen oh, gameplay. Also, they're putting out a Metal Gear Game of the Year edition, like a collection uh, with, set. Does it come with Ground Zeroes, I would assume? Possibly. I don't know. I've just seen some listing rumors like Amazon and stuff. Nothing substantial like box art or anything, but just well, that listing I mean, if they around. don't combine it with Ground Zeroes, I mean, what else would it be? Because there's nothing else really 
There's been no like DLC for it or anything that's come out. Not, Nothing substantial, at least. Not a clue. All I know is there's a special like re edition of it. Hmm. Who knows? I you know, we'll see. whatever. Wouldn't be a shock if it did. But let's move you know, on. It is a shock. Um, this next news story, kind of, sort of, yeah. even though I think it's, I mentioned I, it. I'm last surprised week. by it. I'm surprised by it. I'm not because I mean, I mean, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, about an hour before we went on the air, stuff on Neil yeah, breaking circulating. news. Yeah, bow, 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 sort bow, bow, of breaking bow, 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 news. Um, we started seeing pictures of what looked to be a PS4 Slim model in a box, and the box looked really poorly designed and. Uh, people on the internet were trying to figure out if it was real or fake. I initially said it was totally fake because the box looked oh, so wow. bad. Um, Here's a comparison shot next to a PS4. Where'd you send it to? Because I don't have anything. Oh, it's in the NeoGAF thread. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean you're just looking at it. You don't need to see anything. Yeah. I'll find it later. Um, so yeah, initially we, just saw, initially we just saw the box. Um, now somebody has taken it out of the box and we have actually seen what is supposed to be a PS4, PS4 Slim. PS4 Slim. But Jinx. we don't know if it is real. It could be really, really fake. But at this point, it's looking pretty legitimate. And If you're getting, if you're getting pictures, multiple pictures of the system on all sides, it's kind of hard. I mean, it, it will be a very impressive fake. Point. Like, there are multiple pictures of this thing from every angle. Now there's a comparison shot next to a PS4. Like, there's... This is becoming more and more substantial as the time goes on. People have done crazier things on the internet, so it wouldn't shock me if it was fake still. But it is looking very real Mm -hmm. at this point. I have no idea how they got one, because this was supposedly coming out... Three, two or three weeks from now, from what I was reading earlier, is that this is slated to come out like the day Round. or day after, possibly, because the PlayStation meeting's on a Monday, I think. So the next oh, following you, Tuesday, I think. Oh, you've been meeting, hearing it's like the same, like that week? It was supposed oh, to come out possibly that week, which it wouldn't be a surprise. The, Microsoft's done that before with the Xbox 360 Slim model. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, the, yeah I've seen... Go go look back a couple of years and go like through past E3 conferences and they've shown off. We've got a new model for the Xbox or the PlayStation and it's out right now. So it wouldn't be a shock if they did that to me and this came out in three weeks' time. Uh, Lay, um, I mean, it's a smaller box. It's got some cool stuff. Like it's got the XO square and triangle kind of yeah, on the bottom it. as the base stands, which is kind of cool. It's a nice touch. Um, it's a rounded on the corners instead of sharp angles which is kind of nice um basically it looks like they kind of just took the top half of the ps4 and sliced that and more than half um and shrunk the dimensions like the width and stuff just a little bit um in this comparison photo it honestly looks as like deep to go back as far as a regular ps4 which isn't actually that impressive to me now if maybe i need to see it on top of it but it's sporting a 500 gigabyte hard drive yep um my biggest concern with this thing would be how quiet it is because owners of ps4 know that a ps4 can get very loud is yours getting loud fan uh it can get loud yeah 
Mine, like the fans, like it gets going. It gets hits. still not gotten that loud. I mean, it can at times, if, but only if I play it for like eight or nine hour stretches at a time. I think. Oh goodness, no, mine gets mine gets pretty loud. Um, and you're farther away from your system. Like your system's in an entertainment system. Mine's two feet away from me. Yeah. When I'm playing it, so maybe that's a part of it as well. But I'm very curious how quiet it is because the PS4 is already super small now. Like I think the PS4 is really nice right now, but if it's smaller and it's still just as loud, that's just going to make it louder and hotter. So that's my one of my biggest concerns. What What do you think about the Slim? Um, not a shock. I could see them doing this because uh, this is. I mean, this is going to bring us right back to, of course, Neo Talk and talking about what we it think does, about it that does, and we'll it does have to incorporate there. that in some way because we know that's right around the corner um i was just looking at some of the pictures of it um i'm not shocked because the thing is that we know about the neo is that they're not totally going to drop the ps4 skew so if you want to make consumers feel a little bit better about buying what is obviously going to be the lesser of two skews i mean maybe come out with a redesign for it like they're doing here um that way it'll be like, hey, look, we're not abandoning you. We're not giving up on you. Hey, we we believe enough in this product still that we're releasing a completely new model, better than the last one, smaller. It's going to do the exact same thing. Here you go. And that that's, that's kind of a good way of Sony saying we're not leaving you guys behind, even though we will have this luxury model. And if you're one of those people who wants it, great. But if you just want the bare bones model to play PS4 games on, here. Here's this thing. So it doesn't shock me. Um, and again, like I've said, I mean, we just saw Xbox do it with the Xbox One S. I've said for a while that, again, again, I still don't think Neo's coming out this year at all. I think that is just completely out of the question. Um, so for them to instead release this slim model makes a lot more sense to me. And if they do release it maybe the day after, I mean, for somebody to have this, it has to be in production already. So I don't really – do you know the story of how they got this, whoever has this right now and is posting all the pictures online? Um, it ended up on an auction site, and someone someone responded and was like, can you send me pictures of it, and I'll, I'll come pick it up. And obviously and I don't know if they're the still going to go pick it up, but they've got all the pictures of it, yeah. So. Huh, interesting. So, yeah, That's... I mean it looks – legit again it could be fake could be totally fake we may very very elaborate like one of the more elaborate system fakes i've seen in a while i mean i've Um, seen i've seen some crazy stuff on the internet i remember one time a person tried to fake that rayman was coming to like the smash bros roster and like people who that was a really good elaborate one that was nice yeah you know that's a kit that's dlc in a game this is a yeah 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 this This is is i mean at the very least this person has 3d printed this system yeah for sure. Which, I mean, would not be the first time it's happened with a system leak before. But I I do, with pictures of the actual system, I think this is very real. Um, some kind of other issues I kind of have with it. Why why is it a 500 gigabyte model? Because Xbox Xbox learned that lesson. They've off, The S, the first model, the S was a 2 terabyte. Now, granted, that one is sold out and they're not... That's reserved for special editions now. But there's also the terabyte and the 500 gigabyte model, which are obviously tiered at different prices. Well, you can expect um, that they're going to drop the price on this. 
probably yeah oh this should be so if not because what is it a 349 for a playstation 350 for a ps4 that's what Um, i thought so this will drop to 300 for sure you would think okay so for 300 dollars though you can get a terabyte xbox one that's smaller than this cool xbox is still losing though so but i'm just saying that hard drive is not big enough they need to have other models this is 500 gigabytes is not acceptable anymore Hello, I'm a 500 gigabyte PS4 owner. I'm fine. I've never gotten close to running out. Like, I do, but then I go through and I'm like, I haven't played this game in six months. Like, it's never been a huge issue for me. Like, I'm running, I run into that problem all the time. Now, do you feel more comfortable when you've got like two terabytes of wiggle room? Yes, for sure. For sure. I I completely agree with you. I love it on my Xbox having that external hard drive. But at the same time, like, when it comes down to it and I have to delete a game off, I'm never like, I never feel like I'm in a bind. It takes ten minutes to download a game again. I mean, it's not. It's not I don't the know biggest what kind of internet deals. you have. I mean, depending I mean, on the game. I mean, most of them I mean, install yeah. off of the disc. I mean, I know well, you and I both buy physical. One. I'm just saying, 500 gigabytes is is considered small, especially when games are just getting bigger and bigger. And the hard drives are not expensive for them, so a terabyte really should be the base. It's it upsets me greatly. Well, I will say um, that we don't know if this is the base. One, we don't know if this is real, for starters. If it is, though, we don't know if this is just one model of the Slims. They could say, cool. That's fair. I, I hope they do what the Xbox One S did. They have tiers. Because then you've got your poor man system, which is the well, 500, there's... and that's 250. You've got your one terabyte, that's 300, and then your two terabyte is whatever. There has been bucks. tiers already, but it's usually for, like, special edition consoles. They've only like, done, yeah, they've only done a terabyte, like, Call of Duty 1. Um, was that a past. terabyte or two? A terabyte. Was it just a terabyte? Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Sony has not done a two terabyte system yet. Uh, Xbox has done a two terabyte Xbox with I think the Elite might be a two terabyte um, and then the S. And again, the here's why they would do this, though. Because, whoa, my camera just got all blurry. Um... Because if you do want more hard drive space, they're going to be like, look, spend the extra 100 150 bucks, get the Neo, if, that, if that's the luxury item. Well, because you know, they're going to want people to – they're see, not giving up on the PS4 people, the people who already have them. But at the same time, they are going to want to try to incentivize people who will that, to purchase the Neo. That's interesting because you can install a hard drive on a PS4 very easily. You slide off the panel – five screws and the hard drives in and then you just use a thumbstick to put on the firmware for sure but this, you gotta buy the hard drive still you do but i'm saying you can upgrade your system this system based off these images does not have that panel so i mean you two could, things you could th- you would think it would somehow somewhere you i mean you maybe screw off the bottom of it but then that becomes more tedious that that becomes more of an effort i don't actually don't even see screws on the bottom of this thing so that's one of two things. It's either locked in at whatever hard drive you buy, which would be really disappointing, especially considering the OG PS4 let you change that out, or they're adding support for external drives. That could be. Which the PS4 does not have, um, unfortunately. So it's one of those two things, potentially. Um, I think... Again, though, they are trying to push consumers in the direction of the Neo, and that's going to be obvious, and I'm sure we will see yeah, inklings of that in a couple weeks. Like, As much well, as they are going to continue be... to support it, they want you to buy the Neo model. You can buy the other one. It's still there, but 
you're better off buying this one, and that's why we're going to put. And if it is, if it if one that's the case, space if that's it. the case, then why would the Neo come out a year later? Then, then those people are sitting here either with an old PS4 or with no PS4, just waiting for it because it's still I, in development. Like, I that's think, the thing. I, think, I don't understand why people ever, ever ever thought it was coming out this year. I think it's this year still. Uh, I think, I think the you're Neo, out of your dang mind. There's no. I'm going to write a. I think I'm writing the ball. A, I'm writing. I think a the fee- ball was rolling too too much. Even when the leaked Scorpio specs came out, they could what not ball? stop we the ball. We didn't hear about it until June, and then it was just like, yeah, it's a thing. That's all we. That's literally all we've heard about it. Yes, it's that's a thing in our company. That's like that's not verbatim, but it's pretty darn close. I still think the Neo. Is this year? I think it comes out around VR, and I think actually you're right about, especially if this is in retail packaging, that this comes out first. Max, fill some time for about 15 seconds. Talk to the folks. I will be right back. I just need to grab a notebook where I've jotted some things down about this because I'm writing a feature on why I think people are insane to think that this is coming out this year, and I forget what my like five main bullet points of the article are. Talk to the people for 12 seconds. 12 seconds. I can do that. I think... As you know, I think the v- Neo's coming out this year. My biggest issue, and I'll, well, no, I don't want to reiterate that because you'll have heard it twice, and Logan wouldn't have heard it. So, I'll let the man say his piece. Oh, oh there okay, he goes. He's got his headphones back on. Okay, so all right, I'm writing a feature I, about this. If you want to read it, it'll be up on PlayStationInsider.com in a couple days. Well, here, how? Okay, give me a link to that. And I'll put it in the show notes so people can read it. If it'll be up, I think it should be. I'm gonna try to get it up by Wednesday. We'll see. Sounds perfect. Not, that's we'll sh- retroactive. I'll retroactively go back and add it. Also, I don't know why I'm really out of quick, breath because I ran to my room. I don't, I don't know either. You should. You need to help. Read. Read off your points. We'll talk about them. And then I just I I have my one last thing about just the PS4 in general, slim or not, and the Neo. Those are my two things. But go ahead, talk about why you think people like myself are crazy to think the Neo is coming out this year instead of next year. I've got go. five points here. Five main five. points why this is number, not going to be a thing. Number, number one, one. There's no reason for them to do it. They're winning. Why would they why would they feel like they need to force this out early? They're winning. There's no their their competition is like fifteen million units behind them in sales of consoles right now. There's no reason for them to do it. There's no reason for okay. them to rush this product out. And that leads into set point number two. Number they know two. that the Scorpio is, like, incredibly powerful. And there was reports a couple months ago that they knew that that, th- that thing blew them away and that they knew the Neo was underpowered by comparison, so they kind of brought it back to the drawing board, supposedly. Again, this is all conjecture. This is all things we've heard. Right. So why would you rush mm. an underpowered console out to the market when you know that your competition is going to step on your chest and crush you 12 months from now. Point three, the marketing that they're going to need to craft with this thing, this has never happened before. And that's kind of another one of my points. This has never happened before. This is not a precedent. This 4.5, this half step up thing, whatever you want to call it. This has never happened before for them to craft their marketing in a span of three or four weeks, let alone months or something like that. Let's say they had three to four months to do this. That would be pretty tough as it is. Three to four weeks because everybody thinks this is coming out in October. Their event's the 7th of September. For this to come out a month later, 
for this to come out four to six weeks later after their event, that is insane. They're going to need to take so much time to craft the message of why you need to purchase this and why if you already have one, you should upgrade. They're going to, it's going to be a lot of convincing. Point five, and maybe the most important to me, PSVR comes out in October. Why would you want to ruin what you have called a console launch, pretty much? They have referred to PSVR as a separate console for like a year and a half now. Why on earth would you want to same day? Because a bunch of people think it's the same day. They think October 13th is going to be both the new and the PSVR. Why would you send two things out at the same time? Hey, we know we've got some super crazy Sony fans like myself, like yourself out there, who are going to want to buy both of these things. Why would you release them on top of each other? That's going to frustrate me because I would like to buy an EO, but if you put them out on the same day, that's going to annoy me because I don't have the money to do that stuff. And nobody is. The people who are buying VR Day 1, which is already a very, very niche audience, that's the thing. They're going to need to build up VR. They're already, they're already still trying to convince people to buy VR, let alone this new half-step-up console, which has, again, never happened before ever up until this point. Mm-hmm. Why would they need the, – like, their, their, their marketing has been so hard with the PSVR trying to convince people to buy it, and they already aren't expecting a ton of sales from that. So they're already going to put they're going to put that out on day one, and then try to crush it with a new console that's supposedly more powerful and all this other stuff. Those are like my five points. That's my rant. It makes no sense. It just doesn't make sense to me why people think it's coming out two months from now at all. I, okay, I I look at it like this. This system clearly, whatever it is, has been in development for a while. Systems don't just happen from the month of, you know, in six months. This system has been being worked on. Dev kits have been made. Specs have been written up, given to devs to build on computers. I think the ball was rolling too much, and they didn't expect such a leap from Microsoft. And I think it's too late to stop the presses. Who says it's too late, though? I think... Just from the business, like they're pushing this thing out, and I think it's too late to, to pull it all back in. Like they've invested too much, they've got to like finish it. So, this consoles are essentially becoming cell phones. I've said I said this last week on the show, and I've said it before, and a lot of other people are saying it. You look at Apple and how they do the iPhone six, and then the six S, and then they'll do the seven, and then the seven S, and blah blah blah. This is the S model. And I seriously Supposedly, would, again, we still haven't seen it. I'm, like, we don't know ta- what the specs are. We, you're right, but this is this is the the half step, so it, to speak. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah, it's going to be the half step. I seriously would not be surprised if they just push if the Neo just came out alongside PSVR. They're like it lets you. Uh, it has extra processing with the processing box. You can display the second screen image, full 1080, full resolution on your TV. And that's like the bonus of it. Your games are going to look better. You're going to get your more particles. That? Who buys that though? The diehards, the people, the boot, because it's a, Andrew House described it as a boutique item. So it's going to have the bigger hard drive, maybe even a solid state. You know, it's just going to be a sleeker, more powerful, make I've your God of War look uh, better. I've seen... <laughs> The, the Xbox I, One to the Xbox One S is almost a bigger upgrade than and, with and the then, HDR support and the 4K well, yeah, video and, then, and stuff like that. Like that's almost a bigger upgrade than the Neo would be. And then I seriously would not be surprised if the you know the numbered equivalent 
comes out alongside Scorpio. That they're drawing up the play. I don't want to call it the PlayStation Five, so to speak. They're drawing that up now, with to go head to head against Scorpio. Because you're right, they're winning. So if they just put this out there, it's not going to hurt them. It can only benefit them, and then they get the more powerful one. They are looking at Apple in the cell phone market, and they're imitating it. As far as launching it alongside VR, again, look at Apple. They'll put a computer, an iPad, a phone, screw and a watch Apple. out. Screw but Apple. Video games you, are to- a totally different beast. How can you screw the most Im- successful business in the world? Because it's a totally different beast. It's a totally different mar- two, market audience. But they, it's a totally they're different technological thing. products. They're two different things. They sell really well. They're two separate things. VR and a PS4.5 are two separate they're not the same system. If they were putting out, but your point VR, is that you think the PS PS PlayStation Neo, the, one of the main functions of it will be that it it, it helps it, aid it with helps. PSVR. It can, it could. It's going to make your game certainly look better. It's going to segregate that market, which screws over anyone that buys the slim. Whether Neo comes out this year or not, people that buy the slim are getting screwed out of the better looking games later down the line, and then it can help VR run better. I don't know. It's going to have enough power, certainly, to do that, but it's two separate things. Like, the the Neo won't suffocate sales of the VR, and the VR won't suffocate sales of the Neo. They'll only, I, the very best, they help each other. I think it's fine to release them at the same time. I don't think one squashes the other or like suppresses it. Pre-orders for VR are squashes VR sold out everywhere. It takes away from the like mystique and the magic and like this is a release it's just like they almost like if it comes out in october it'll just be like a, a turd just like fell out of their butt and they're like, oh, there's the neo whatever you can buy it it's a little more powerful sure the again the it's the the s the 0.5 iteration it's there if you want it you know the next more powerful thing's coming out a year later you draw the comparison between phones and that's what's consoles happening. a lot. I don't think it's that much of. That's a what they're modeling though. the market after. Because you're right, this has never been done before. Iterative, iterative. Ugh, I can't say the word. Iterative, more powerful, slightly more powerful consoles has never happened before. They always just get smaller and quieter. That's that's it. It's happened in very it's very never, small leaps, yeah, but not to this extent that we're expecting yeah so even like you said the xbox one s adds hdr support that's a small minor upgrade and it does run just a little bit better under the house it's not enough to slap on the box and say here you go but it's happening and then scorpio is the leap you know with all them teraflops but again sony's gearing up to do it too i would not what did you think about what did you think about scorpio before we heard about it though because that's the thing i think most people thought it was going to be a half like before they showed it off until we they showed it off at e3 and then they were like oh because the rumors before e3 were the the numbers that it was more powerful the beast that it was a monster so this brings me back to my first point though what is the incentive behind sony for releasing this how is this because it's not going to do anything sales numbers wise. Like it can they're only... winning, they're going to split their audience, which is going to frustrate fans like myself who've been frustrated with. I've been frustrated with just the prospect of this becoming a thing. 
Like, but see, like you even already, even the Scorpio the fans is are talking about. They already have your money. They already is, you've already bought a PS4. As powerful as Scorpio is, like I'm almost still frustrated. That's a thing, and I'm like, man, I'd almost just prefer the next Xbox. But whatever, that's fine. That's fine. Xbox kind of won me over when they told me about why it was a big deal. The way you're making it sound like it's like Neo's not going to be a big deal at all, which, again, brings me back to the question of why even release it? What's the point? They're not gaining anything from it. There is literally nothing for them to gain other than to split their market, split the consumer, and say, make a decision here, which is going to frustrate fans, make them flock the Xbox, which the with the new Xbox One S, which is a really good console. But again, you're talking about fans. They already have the fans' money. You've already bought your PS4. I know, but this stuff is so fickle. This stuff, I mean, I mean, it's not over though. That's the thing. They already have their money. Great. Like this is a this is a long game. This is a long. I, I mean, don't think it's a long game anymore. I think console life cycles are going away, and it but you is. Can see, you see how fast it turns. Like overnight, it changes. PlayStation sucked for like five or six years of the PS3 versus 360 life cycle, and then somehow in those later years, they caught up to Microsoft, and then that led right into this generation. And, they and have they've the games, been killing yeah. them since. They have been killing Microsoft messaging ever since and all that stuff. You're right. But the industry, the market is changing. This is these are not seven year cycle systems anymore. The market's changing. I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, this just doesn't make it would not make any sense for Sony to just have this just kind of just just crawl out onto the market. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to me at all. They have nothing to gain by doing it. And again, that is my question. What do they gain by doing this? Money. They're gaining money already at like a stupid rate with only the PS4. So they why would, not ride that out for another market? Like, they would be the first to market with the, the more powerful games. They don't games. need to be the first to market. They don't. Well, that, there's the no Neo, incentive for that the Neo, either. They're winning. The they're Neo destroying is, is not Microsoft. as powerful as the Scorpio. If it's not, and it's too late for them to pull it back for whatever reason it may be, then it does pay to be first to market because then they get to they get to put the message out first. Because if Scorpio comes first and Neo is still underpowered. Then everyone's just going, well, they were late to the game, and they're not as powerful. That's my point, though, is that if they take the next year to make it more powerful and more comparable, if they were to take the next year to try to up the specs of what the Neo is and then release it next year, it would be a better console than whatever would would come out in October. And that's my point. It would be. It would be great if they did that. continued working on this which it sounds like they f- considered doing after they heard the specs of the scorpio then they would and tr- try to at least get it more on par with what microsoft is doing you're, you're, then that you're right good for them. like because if it does that. release next year then uh, i think you're thinking that if it releases next year alongside scorpio it's still going to be this underpowered and it wouldn't no if they could take the time it would do it would be on par around the same it would be around the same i just there's i i want them i don't want the neo to come out this year maybe maybe i need to express that i'm i'm with you and i want the most powerful thing they can put out i want all the best effort put into it um especially as a consumer and a big fan you know yeah i think we're both i'm here to support i want i want the best thing that they can possibly make that i can put on my shelf but there's this 
there's this I mean the the Neo's been in develop development and the Scorpio has been in development probably since the beginning of the year if not longer like there's they've been in pre-production it's like a movie you know movies go into pre-production the scripts rewrites all this stuff it's a long haul games too and then ideas get trashed and things around and i think that sony thought this they thought more of a half step instead of the big step that scorpio is taking is where the direction was going they've commit they committed to that and they started pushing further along that development cycle and that plan they put out specs for devs and all these things and whatever that entails in the industry and then e3 rolled around which was only two months ago and all this news about scorpio and its specs and how big of a leap that was going to be and that's where you saw they took a double a double take but i think it was too far along that they have to just put out this this mid-tier this you know half step and now they're at the drawing board for the big one, you know, the the big one, the next, the PS4, uh, the PS5, so to speak. You know, the the Scorpio equivalent for that is what I, you know, is what I think. But, but why wouldn't they just try to roll those together? Like, so you're saying you expect, I don't, you would I, expect them instead to do release like a PS5 type thing next year at this time, so to speak. I, I'm saying PS5 just because I don't know what else to call it. I, I get, yeah, I get is... what you're saying. But you're saying so, you would expect for the more heavy-duty one, the more powerful yeah, you know, next year. And the and Neo is just whatever... this half-step because it's too far along. Like, they've put too much money, and they do they clearly do have some sort of marketing plan. We just don't know what it is yet. Like, I think they've been, they've crossed the point of no return. You know, in Back to the Future Part 3, where when they pass the windmill— that's the last point. That's a point of no return. They can't stop the train at that point, so they either die or they yeah. get the car up to 88 yeah, yeah. miles per hour. I think the Neo passed a point of no return, and so they're like, all right, we kind of – we just have to – it's got to be there. And then regardless, at this event in September, we're going to see a Slim. We're going to see the Neo. We're going to – a Slim. As long well, as I think we not, see As both. long as that's not fake. I think we see both, kind of like Xbox did where they showed off the S – and they talk about the Neo, but I think they have to go in a little more detail than Microsoft did with the Neo. I think they have to – because you're right. Because the messaging right now is out of hand because the only news is these leaks and what fans are generating. Like I said, literally the about. only thing we know is that Andrew House has said, yes, that is a thing. Is a we thing will talk about exists. the Neo later. And yep. that is all we and know. so we'll see what it is here. I think we see what it is in September, and I think we get a – a release window whether that's this year or next year i think we get specs i think we get i think this is a bigger push and you know there was all the rumors of the the uh the vita a beefier vita but you know that's just a pattern trinity. i doubt that the trinity yeah the trinity let's uh um i have one push vr i have so one, I, don't, I, I know we kind of got off i don't know we had a good talk about it though i think i thought I think, that was fun I think we both – you had a conversation more about iterative consoles and what our thoughts are on that as a whole. I think we kind mm-hmm. of hit on it somewhere in there. Um, the one other thing that I do want to hit on before we switch up and go to our Ocarina of Time discussion. Um, what? The, uh, I mean we'll take a break and all that. The one thing I, that I heard was – that I didn't hear this, but I thought of this the other day. And this is kind of switching, switching lanes here. Uh, oh, it's, it's still associated with too. PlayStation, the PlayStation meeting, but uh, 
what if Mass Effect showed up at this press conference? Because we know they said you'll yes, they said at E three you'll hear more about it this fall. Where would that be? I mean, it could it could show up there. Um, that would be a really cool way to show that off. Uh, like we said last week, a lot of people have been talking about Rockstar showing up as Rockstar's well. Rockstar's like, the big having, one. I started thinking having about Mass Bio Effect Air. and Red Dead would be really heavy hitters. Um, that would especially be, showing I mean, that off. would definitely be on par with what they did at E three. Like that, that would, would be, be pretty huge wild for them. Um, and you know, we'd see more of Days Gone, I'm sure, and God of War. I well, maybe not God of War. M- maybe like a tech demo yeah. of it. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I. I had this train of thought. Where to go? Okay, I got it back. This meeting isn't just going to be about the PS4 Neo or the Slim. I think this is about the PlayStation brand and where it's going over the next couple of years, especially where their games are going. When they, we've go, got, when they go to that theater, you know things are getting serious. Like, yeah, it's time when you go to, to PlayStation Theater for a PlayStation event, it's pretty serious. We're going to see some games. I think you're right. Oh, remember what I texted you after the show last week? What if the what Neo if is back backward compat? Yeah. back compat? Because if this is a new system, they can readjust the internals, and maybe they figured out a way. Because did you – um, That'd be nice the, if I could find the IGN, Nino Cooney on it. Well, the IGN wiki for the Xbox One back compat list is one of the most popular wikis it's on huge. the site. Yeah, It's not like – to me, it doesn't really matter if my system's back compat or not. Mm-hmm. But if this – that could be a major selling point. It could be a big selling point. It Also, like it that, kills PlayStation now though. It Which – Maybe that's something they just have to bite down on. Yeah, they're gonna have to take that out back and shoot it eventually. I, so may it, as well so do it now. I don't. I guess if, if the Neo is back compat, and that's just my own theory, my own wild thing, that would be the selling point that would convince a lot of people because a lot of people, a lot of average consumers, want to just keep playing all their games. That's one of the things that people love about Nintendo systems. Is so far they've at the very least been one generation back compat. Yeah, hardware wise. Until you get to things like the N64 to the GameCube. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. cartridge to CDs and stuff. But I, really, I, thought it, I thought it worked. I think the Neo, like that, if that was a selling point, that could be why they push it now. Because that's like the feature that the, um, again, kind of back to phones. The new iPhones have this thing called Force Touch. Like the screen senses how hard you push down. It's not this mind-boggling, crazy thing. It's just a cool feature. It's just something that new. It's new, and it's it makes things a little easier. And that compat could be that feature. Could be. Yeah, for sure. Like, people would freak out if you could play your be PS3 cool. games. Like, I, I've still got, like, a handful of PS3 games I've been wanting to play. Okami mm-hmm. HD, Nino Kuni. Like, these are games, like, I legitimately do want to play at some point. I just haven't. So it would be nice. It would be if interesting. It was that could be that could be the surprise heavy hitter. And to be f- again, total speculation on my part. It was an idea that hit me after we recorded last week's episode. Um, so yeah. if I'm right, the one thing I don't think we talked if about. I'm right, you heard it here first. The one thing we talked about last week, or I didn't think we talked about last week too much, was like what games we expect to see there. We talked about it a little bit in passing, but yeah, Rockstar and I don't know. There's a bunch of rumors. Bottom line is that this just can't be. Neo, 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 Neo for an hour, 90 minutes, however long this goes. There's obviously going to be some game be, announcements, which is going gotta to be, be exciting. It's got to be VR. 
They got to talk about VR. They got to talk about games. In passing, yeah, I think VR I doubt, just a little bit. But, you know, because by the time this event rolls around, VR is a month away. I think, I think they show up the games. I wouldn't be. Ter- I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a, uh, a Resident Evil demo, in some capacity. Um, and I think, I think the big thing that VR is missing is like a really big launch title. They've got games like Res, which apparently a lot of people really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. They've got. I don't know if Eve Valkyrie is a launch game. We've talked Riggs about yeah, it is. We've talked we've like talked a, about this talk before, about this. but we talked about this last week. Yeah, I think they kind of just title. do that. I think they show you what games VR is going to have at launch. I don't think there's going to be a bit. I don't think ne- this meeting next month is going to change that they don't have a big title at launch. Like nothing stand out. Again, VR is in its infancy. You know, still, I just so think we'll, they get you. I think they get people hyped up for it. Maybe announce, maybe a final pre-order wave surprisingly maybe that could be you know that'd be something that hype people up um they'll show off the new ps4 i doubt they talk about vita at all but they you know who knows this would be the event to do it at i mean this one Um, any of the ones where it's only for the playstation audience would be holy good for them what if naughty dogs there they won't be stopped (laughs) oh but what if and if they were it would be uncharted dlc and that's it I'm not. I'm what if? You. What if it was just a teaser? It's not, not even right. footage. Not even gameplay. Just a teaser. Just a logo. Just a splash. Just a splash screen. Why do you just want a logo? <laughs> we know it's going to be a Last of Us Two. Well, they, thing. Have, they haven't announced it. I'm way well, more curious to announced. see what they do with the DLC for Uncharted than Last of Us. Uh, after the DLC, though, their first single player DLC for The Last of Us, I'm totally confident in the Uncharted. I think we see Uncharted DLC. At PSX, I do too. Where That's, and I think it's out by April of next year. I think April's what they aim for. Okay. That's my shot out of a cannon. Guessing. Okay. Anyway, it's gonna be. Oh my gosh, September's gonna be nuts. Uh-huh. And then if Nintendo ever wakes no. up for whatever Snorlax-like sleep they're taking, like maybe things will actually start to get interesting. I know. I think it'll be exciting. Ooh. Jeez, oh, it's gonna be a busy couple of months for my wallet. Because I'm trying to – we also haven't heard about PSX yet, which we were all – I was expecting it to be announced this maybe weekend, they announced, Maybe they announced the days at this PlayStation meeting. I'm starting to think that, actually. Wouldn't it actually be – where would it be this year, New York or San Fran? I don't know. We talked about this all weekend because me and Michael really want to go as, like, writers for PlayStation Insider. We really want to go, and we would travel together, and we'd split a room. So we'd try to get costs down. If it was, a, if it was in New York – if it was I in, would go. If it was in New York, if it was in New York, I would go. The only place I think we are like very much. So right now, Michael and myself. I mean, this is just inside baseball with our lives and what we we're talking about doing. If it's in San Francisco, I think we'll skip, and we are going to opt to instead go to Pax East, which is what we're trying to do. I, I've got like when's Pax East? Pax East in Boston. When is it? Oh, it's in April. Oh, okay. So that's a longer time yeah, to yeah. save money. Yep. So PSX would be in December. We would like to go to that. But if it is in San Francisco, I think we're just going to have to say no because San Francisco is, is very expensive. a stupid, outrageous city to go spend some time in. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We're we're trying to figure all of that out. I, I We want to go to PSX, PAX East, Kind of Funny Live 2, E3. And I think that's it. I don't want to go to Comic-Con. E3. One year at some point. So. I mean, I guess if you kept up PlayStation Insider, I guess then you could apply for press passes. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing is that we because you have would, to PAX because East, it is a get, press event. 
PAX East we could get press passes at. Well, actually, one of our writers is going to PAX West in a couple of weeks, and he's got a press pass. So, so you guys, could, in theory, could get one for E3. Yeah, I think we're again. I think, I think we're thinking about doing it for. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've got a bunch of stuff. Kind of, tr- we're trying to figure out. Actually, I need to have a meeting with them, maybe in like an hour. Meeting so. with with us. Yes, that too. We got a bunch. I've got. I got a bunch there's, of. Plates. There's a reason. Uh, there's a bunch of ju- plates right now, and I'm trying to keep well, you, them all. You spinning. know, the, there's a reason. There's a chat with three of us in it, right? Yeah, I know. I know. But anyway, yeah. um, we're getting a little too inside baseball here. Let's take a quick break. We will be back in just a moment, and we're going to finally hear what Max thinks about. It's Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And if it's any less than the best game of all time, he's wrong. So come back in just a few moments and we'll hear what he thinks. everyone welcome back to the show so like i just said we're going to talk about ocarina of time now which has been a couple weeks in the making i've been telling max for quite some time that he needs to play this if you've been listening to the show since we had our top 10 favorite games of all time segment you'll know that this is my favorite game of all time ocarina of time has been my favorite since i first played it and nothing has taken it down i still think it's a phenomenal game max I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are, though, because you haven't really shared too much with me. I know you liked I've, it for the most part. I've I've, I've kind of chronicled my journey with you. Like, a little bit as here and I there. was doing it. Uh, a little here and there. Less so, more, ever since I got home from vacation. You, you gave me less opinions on it and more just like, I'm here now, is, I'm doing this now, I'm doing this now, things like yeah, that. Yeah, I wanted to keep you in the dark so I could keep this whole discussion a surprise for you. Um, for those of you that don't know, first time ever playing Ocarina of Time, Never really got past the Deku Tree before that at all. Um, know how the game ended, knew the whole story. Thanks to Melee, I know that Sheik is Zelda. Whoa. Um, I've watched speedruns of the game. I'm very familiar with what the game is, where it's come from, and how important it is in the space of 3D games. You know, it's up there with Mario 64 and just how important it is for game design. Um, I played it on my 3DS. It's good. It's the biggest thing that surprised me was how well it held up 18 years later. That was going to be my point to you if you tried to bash it. I was going to say, Max, you played an 18-year-old game, and it's It's really incredibly good. well hold up, held up. Visually, I went, I've looked at videos and screens of the game on the N64 and the GameCube version. Visually, it does not hold up. The 3DS version is the version you need to play. I mean, just name something it, from 1998 that holds up, really, visually. I'd have to look at games that came out in 98 but they're a link to the past holds up visually granted anything that's older. in those early 3d game mario 64 eras, holds up sort of i don't think it looks any better than zelda does honestly i think the difference is mario was more cartoony and zelda was more realistic in that way and i think Art. not that not that zelda ever besides twilight princess has tried to be gritty and real i just think I do think it hasn't held up visually except for the 3DS version, uh, which puts some, a new skin on it. It's very nice. It's very nice. I played the first half of the game in full 3D. Okay. Um, which was kind of cool. Then kind of the second half, I just shut it off. 
Let's. What's your thoughts on it as a whole? So as a whole, it's a good game. It's not my favorite Zelda game. What's your uh, favorite? Waker's still better. I okay. think. I also think Link Between Worlds is still better. Okay. So I guess you'd put it there in third. Okay. Um, Thank God I you think... didn't say Skyward Sword, or else I was going to have to travel through the internet and punch you in the face. <laughs> I think gameplay wise, it is better than Skyward Sword. I think Skyward Sword's story is better than Ocarina of Times. I don't agree with you on the soundtrack. And now, again, I will say you did know the story of Ocarina of Time. The Sheik Zelda twist is pretty. I don't know. Substantial. I don't, yeah, it's sort of substantial. It probably freaked you out as a kid, I'm sure. I mean, you can see um, it coming a mile away, honestly, but, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty good. It's it, it's a good story. I like I like the transition between the seven years and like, Seven years, and again, I'm sure, was a very big deal. Like, people did not know about it when it came out, and this yeah. is me removed from that nostalgia. But um, the music, you love, this is your favorite soundtrack of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Easily. There were, like, only one or two songs that I was like, this is really good. The rest of it, I was like, there are better versions of this than other Zelda games. I like all the temples themes really, really well. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the exclusive songs to the games, obviously. I really liked uh, Grudo Valley. That was, like, the that's one, the one every, I was like, that's the one this is the one likes. every time I went there, I was like, yep, this is good. I like all of them. Um, Zora's Domain, I'm really hot on. I love the music there with the kind of the classical guitar and the echoing, swooping echo sounds. Um, i trying to think what else is in that. There's so many good ones. I like, again, Spirit Temple's awesome. I love the music there. I love the music in Forest Temple. I love the music in the Water Temple. I like the Water Temple music as well. Um, there's a lot. I, I, I know that some temple. of – see, the thing is I've mentioned before that I'm probably – this is my favorite soundtrack ever, but it's also the first one where I've been introduced to Zelda music in general. So certain songs that I play, certain songs that I know that I associate with that game, I didn't realize were from previous Zelda titles already. And then when I go mm-hmm. back and I play the older Zelda titles, I'm like, oh, okay, this was already a song. I wasn't aware of that, though. Um, the Hyrule yeah, oh. Field theme is great as well. I love that. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. exclusive to the game. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a bunch. There's it's a couple good music. It just think. wasn't. I wasn't blown away by it. Um, there were some songs that, like the Grudo Valley, really kind of was really the only one that really captured me. Um, the world. This game does a very excellent job of teaching you visually how it's supposed to be played. From the moment you go in the Deku Tree and the camera spirals up, goes down, shows you the whole temple shows you that it's a vertical space instead of a like you know a 2d space it's amazing it's so cool um and they continue to do that there were some some puzzles that were a little too abstract or something you just had to see or grasp that you could really only see in first person and not in a third person environment like sometimes there'd be a a long shot hook up on the ceiling and you couldn't see that unless you went into first person that seemed like a hey look this is a 3d space and we can uh we can look around in it but they didn't really tell you that until you were like where is the solution and then you would just go in first person and solve it so i felt like that was where that visual cues kind of fell short where they hid it from you the camera doesn't probably doesn't age too well because you do need to see something oh my gosh Sometimes. I thought I was really excited because I thought just like Majora's Mask on 3DS, I could use my C stick to control the camera. 
not the case. Yeah, because this was like one of the first 3DS games that ever well, came out. The so. reason I thought it would work is because I thought it supported the Circle Pad Pro. Remember that big bathtub yeah, I, you could put I, your 3DS this in? This was like a launch game again. So Yeah, but I thought that accessory was like around the launch, wasn't it? It came out like maybe like six months after, if not more. Okay. All right. So then, so I was a little bummed about that. One thing about the camera in particular, um, when you get to Ganon's castle and you get in the throne room and you're fighting, you're fighting Ganondorf and he's floating in the middle there. He zaps you at the beginning of the fight with his purple stuff. Yeah. And Navi goes, well, there's too much dark energy. I can't help you. And then yeah. they just remove your ability to lock on to Ganondorf, a.k.a. center the camera. Like, you can yeah. hit the L button and frame... That, that has to be one of the poorest boss fight decisions I've ever... Especially for a game that pioneered Z-targeting. Bro, and like, yeah, that's... I mean, Ganondorf's you can't powerful. Z- he has you control can't. of your camera. I don't remember that ever being a big deal, though. Like That... Because wherever you move in that area, you're you don't really need to be targeted on him to do that. If as long as no, you hit well, that they, thing back at him, it's going to go straight towards him. Right, but they start they start the boss fight with you not being able to use your camera, and that's not cool. Like he took the camera the way away. you've been using it for the past twenty hours. And then I loved it though at the very end when you fight Ganon. She goes, "No, now that he's way more powerful than this giant scary monster, goes he can't stop me now." he's more powerful. If anything, he should be able to stop you even more so, and I shouldn't have control of my camera at all. That's such a small it thing. Was, it, was, it was a very dumb cop-out. I thought that was a very poor design decision on their part. I was like, why even take it out? Why? Because, um, I mean, it's not, I, I've never, I've played that boss fight like five times, I've never felt that it's like really necessary to target on him in that situation. I mean... I wanted to target him. I wanted to have him in the middle, me in the corner, and hitting the ball back and forth. I didn't like. It. I did not like that decision. I mean, the fight, the fight, actually, all the bosses, the except music, Bongo Bongo. The, the music when you fight Ganon's really, really good too. At the end of the game, that's awesome. I like that music. I'm still mm-hmm. thinking of music from the game. Um, I think all the bosses except Bongo Bongo were easy. Bongo Bongo is not too bad once you know what you're doing. Yeah, the thing the thing with Bongo Bongo is I didn't have enough hearts and I didn't know what it was doing. Zelda bosses in general aren't very hard once you reach about age thirteen. I've never yeah. really so I was like, this them. is a piece of cake. I, there was no challenge really. I felt in the game. Master um, Quest, dude. Now you got that well, unlocked. Now I can do that. I can play. I could play the first version of Master Quest in the states on my GameCube copy, or I could just play it on my 3DS. I, I doubt I'll get to that anytime soon. Next is finishing up Wind Waker and then Twilight Princess for the first time. Um, I thought you didn't get to do enough stuff as a kid. I thought the children, the child side of things, especially limiting only certain tools and weapons. I get the kid I not think, being able to use adult tools. Yeah. I don't get the adult not being able to use kid tools. Because, I mean, they're trying to make ex- expand your palette. They're trying to give you certain things that are only accessible to certain times and that's that plays in more later i know up front you're like i don't understand why i can't use these now and i'm like well you gotta why can't I use a boomerang as an adult because then you'll come back later in like the shadow temple and the spirit temple and you're like hmm i need that item but i need to be a kid 
clearly I need to be go go become a kid real quick and then come back here. And so I like when they incorporate that into the dungeon. But see, the they really temples. Maybe they did it in the Shadow Temple and I missed it. But the Spirit well, Temple, well, the, the Spirit temple, temple in particular has like a kid half and an adult half. When I say, when I say the it. Shadow Temple, I'm talking about like the well beforehand. That's almost like a mini dungeon. Uh, yeah, sort of. this is kind of. They yeah they really didn't use the kid side enough. Really, after you do the first three temples, you rarely have to go back in time for to progressing the story. Well, side I'd say quests, there's the first three temples. There's the first three temples as a kid, and then there's the first three temples as an adult. Fear, um, for you do, you do the same you, three. The Deku, again. Yeah, you do like a mirror of this of the same three, and then you do the shadow, and that's kind of you have to become a kid at points in that. Sort of in the well and stuff like that, and you then just you become an adult the for well, the temple, which half. is, and then it's kind of half and half for the spirit. I'd say it's pretty even, honestly. Like, maybe, maybe it just was so long between. I don't know. You I felt f- like I was yeah, adult yeah, for you most f- of that you game. F- you flew through the first part. You're like, I'm already an adult. I'm like, you've been playing for two days. That's pretty good. So yeah. you flew through that first half of the game, and then you've yeah. been stuck and then on I've... the last few for like the last three or four weeks or so. Three three or four weeks yeah because i've just been playing other things and taking my time with it but the game is the game is good it surprisingly is held up i and that's always I, been my big thing and that's why i play i play, I play that game and if i play that game as a kid and knew nothing about it i'm sure it would be one of my favorite games of all time i really do but i've played other zelda games that i in particular like more um, like I said earlier, and there are other games I've played that I like more than this. I think Zelda, like this is clear where Link to the Past is where the 2D roots are. This is the roots of the 3D game. So the 3D and I see sure. playing this game, I see a lot of where Wind Waker came from. And that's cool to me. That's like, this is where my game came from. This is where all that stuff came from um and that's cool as a history thing i'm actually i've got a podcast i've had queued up on my phone for a while it's retronauts and they do an in-depth breakdown of different games and stuff and they have i've listened to their ocarina of time episode before but i had never played it so now actually i'm going to listen to that show again with the lens of i did i i feel like i did maybe 80 percent of what the game had to offer i found every heart piece except the one you have to get for catching a 10 did you get the sword did you get the big i got the big i did which Mm -hmm. actually made ganon super easy yep Um, it's almost it's almost cheap because when i got when i got to it the first time i was like what the heck do i use and then you gotta what what are you you supposed to use the hammer that's the Uh, that's your that's your next option if you don't have the uh See, I just was like, sword. I don't. I was like, I don't have a sword. Uh, oh yeah, I do. Here we go. And I just yep. It's almost. It. It's it's kind of like a. It's kind of like a cheat or something like that. But. I thought that quest was very funny. It was a very interesting fetch quest. Found all the heart pieces. I found half the golden skulltulas. Oh yeah. Um, just enough to get the heart piece, and did every, I think I'm only missing the ice arrows as far as items go. I always forget how you get those. Um, the challenge dungeon in uh, Grudo Valley. Yeah, that's right. You need that's all, right. but you need that. all the items to go in the different rooms to get all the keys. I forgot. So, about that. I feel like I had my fair share of it of this. You've game. seen what I'm it interested. has to offer. Yeah, I'm sh- excited to see Twilight Princess. 
and how that's shaped up. I think Twilight Princess has better dungeon design. I think the dungeons, Twilight Princess has maybe the best dungeon design in the series. The dungeons actually. in this game, like I said, besides a few things that just were too obscure or just just kind of poor decisions. Like Certain this things is that are ceiling. showing their age after 18 years. Yeah, Again, the game as so a whole still holds up, but not every mechanic does. Yeah, and they're, they're cool dungeons, but they're pretty straightforward. Um, I do see why people hate the Water Temple. Granted, the yes. 3DS version is easier because they do that camera thing that shows you the thing that changes when you hit the button. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which, God, how did anyone solve that as a kid on the N64 if you didn't know that? Um, God bless you. Get good. Yeah, get, get good. good. Um, I'd like the Spirit Temple just in concept. You know, like the kid half and the adult half. I like the boss and then fight the there too. Twin witches as well. With the twin it's, witches, it kinda, everything's got... everything's kind of in two parts in that temple. I like. That I really a lot. did enjoy that. Um, the shadow temple probably is my least favorite. I like the I like I like the witches. I didn't like song. how we had to keep using that magnifying glass everywhere. Um, yeah, I think it, it, I really still think, and a lot of reasons, it's probably still my favorite because. It is the first one I played, and it, it first Zelda game in general, first three, you have all the, of that stuff. You have the nostalgia, the rose-tinted glasses. The, yes, but at the same time, again, every time I play it, I find something new that I do like about it. And as you said at the top, it holds up incredibly not, well overall. I, I can't overstate that. I was genuinely surprised at how well this game held up. If you were to go back to play like Mario 64 or something like that, I feel like it would be a little bit like more rough around the edges possibly um zelda holds up super super well and they i mean they didn't really change much in that 3ds port that you played besides the The graphics and like the water certain things the water temple that was about it i mean that those are the only big differences did it have a song book in the n64 version were you able to see the song notes yes yes okay cool all right because i didn't know if that was a 3 you could go consult them you could go consult them in the start menu and then come back to them and then, like, exit out of the start menu and play it. So you kind of had to memorize it a little bit more than in the 3DS oh, okay. version. Oh, okay, because the 3DS version, I was like, there's no way I'm memorizing all these songs, so. Yeah, the 3DS version does help you a little bit there as well. But, yeah, okay, they had cool. they had them all logged in the start menu, so. Yeah, so. I'm game. glad you've played it, though. So at least now you know what that's like, and now you have played one of the Now I can't be a hipster games. and say I've never played Ocarina of Time before. Yep. Now you've at, least, you've at least checked it off of your list. You can't now I'm a normal say gamer. you've no longer played it. Yeah. I mean, because um, that is one of the big games everybody will always point to for the I'm next. boring now. Forever. of For the rest of history with games. For the rest like, of that was a, that was a huge That was a huge turning point in games. And so, yeah. I, 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 I can't see it. I'm excited to go worst. back. I'm excited to go to... Uh, to Wind Waker and to Twilight You're Princess. You're playing Wind Waker before Twilight Princess? Uh, I've started Wind Waker a while ago when I got my Wii U. And, like, I, I think gotcha. I only have two temples left. Okay, so, like, I gotcha. My, my goal was just to finish all the 3D ones before Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild comes so, out. Okay. So play the two I hadn't played, so Ocarina and Twilight, and then Don't replay Wind Waker and Skyward. Sword. I'm going to replay it. It's It's time to see five years later. It's time to see... What I was right about, what I was wrong about. Bad dungeon design. 
that is the one which thing time I to see. About that it's game. time to see, especially after Twilight Princess, which a lot of people really love the dungeon design there. So I, again, I'm a Zelda purist. I love the pattern of everything, and so when I would get to some of the bosses in Skyward Sword, it's like, hey, you don't need that item. Just use your sword. I'm like, well, this is really dumb. I want to use that. I wanted to see how I you do... were going to make me use the beetle. Now I don't have to use the beetle. Ah, the beetle. I remember the beetle. I I wanted to use this cool whip. Now you, you do use the whip. Me... Oh, you do? Which one am and I the, In that boss fight with the, he was like the Indian god statue thing. You oh, the, the thing with him. the ton of arms? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. use the whip on him. Okay. Sure. Then I remember that boss battle of? was great. There was a couple I was thinking of. The beetle was the main one. I was like, I can't wait to see how they incorporate this into the boss fight. And then they're like, nope, just kidding. Fight oh Gear of Him. The too slow to be incorporated in a boss fight. Fight Gear of Him for like the 50th time or whatever. You only fight him three times. That's just too, too many to me. And then you got to fight the dumb thing with also, the big fat toes. Also, really like quick, Ocarina times. of Time, story makes no sense. Why? All right. You go, you go to the future. Ganon's taken over Hyrule. You stop him in the future, and then you go back to the past. Dude still, dude still ran Zelda out of the castle. What's going to stop him from take time travel still happened. Zelda does something at the end, doesn't she? She sends Link back. Yeah, I thought she did something at the end, though, where it was like, cool, we've stopped him in the future. Now I can change things and send you back to where you were. She was like, I'm sending you back to the past so you can live the way you were supposed to. And then the I game forget. ends with Link walking up to her in the garden. But that doesn't stop Ganondorf in the past. Another, so not- I... another notable thing about this game, though, was that it introduced Ganondorf. Up until then, he was always yeah, just Ganondorf Ganon in was his the, pig form, yeah. which yep. I always will love about this game because Ganondorf is awesome. He's freaking yep. a stud, dude. And he's way cooler in uh, Wind Waker. He's really cool in. I don't. He, yeah. I th- I love like his design. He's like a ninja. In, in I Wind love Waker his design in Wind Waker. He's cool looking. He's like this big fat man. And he, he's pretty a... cool in Twilight Princess too. He's cool in all of them. Ganondorf freaking rules. I really I don't know like what Ganondorf he's like in Twilight Princess. So we'll see. Yeah, you do because you've played Super Smash Brothers on the Wii or Wii U. Well, okay, I know what he looks like, but I don't know what how we you know. I he's think everything about baller. Him in, yeah, I think everything about him in Wind Waker is baller. Especially the fight at the end. The sword Underwater, where everything collapsing around you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've played this game now, and I'm also glad we've reached the end of episode 55. Um, oh, snap. What a segue. Thank you so much to everybody for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. I'm sure you're, if you listen every week, you're familiar with the rundown, but please bear with me as I try to go through all the things we need to do here at the end. Um, you can find us on a bunch of places at Millennial Gaming Speak. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Millennial Gaming Speak. We've got a page over there. You can find us on YouTube at Millennial Gaming Speak. If you watch it, the shows on there, our streams where me and Max record, hi. Um, oh, well. Please like, share, comment, subscribe. We would appreciate that so much. That would be great. Um, if you could, you were on Twitter, the show is at MGS podcast. Um, I Logan, I am at Mormon 12 max is at max the white. Um, if you want to email us with any questions or comments or concerns you may have, you can hit us up at MGS podcast at gmail.com. We will respond to your email. We will we'll respond to you on any social media or email or whatever. Just 
say hi if you want to. We're on these places, and we would love to hear from you. Um, and then, again, if you listen on iTunes or, heck, you don't listen on iTunes, but you just want to do me a favor, if you could go review the show on iTunes, that would be phenomenal. Please give us five stars. It just helps us reach more people, helps us expand our audience, and get us in the ears of more of those folks out there who like Ocarina of Time. So with that this week, Max, I think we're all done. i got to run to a PlayStation Insider meeting, and we got to talk about what we're going to do with that darned website. So, Oh, goodness. Um, make sure. I mean, you guys kind of – is there going to be more in that piece that you're writing for PlayStation Insider? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like – so like I'm in the early planning stages on it. Like I've been writing on okay, it. Okay, because I know you kind of went on your rant, so I just – Yeah, I'm ri- I've, I've got like – I've been writing notes on it in here in my notebook, and um, I've got a couple pieces. We need to do more features for the site, and that's like the big thing I've been focused on. So, so within the next week or two, everyone, I'm going to have – uh, I'll put a link to that article yeah. in the uh, show notes. Um, I think I have a bunch of downtime on. Tuesday. I'll probably write it then if I had to guess. Okay, cool. So, so we'll it should do that. be up by Wednesday for sure. And, you know, and we can put we've it in got, the show notes somehow. What have we got? We've got – I think we've got two more episodes until the PlayStation event. Yeah, yep, I was actually going to talk to you about that. So PlayStation events on a Wednesday – Let's record afterwards. So we'll do probably be late. So that that's – well, what I was thinking was Sunday on the 4th we do a normal episode with predictions. And then just do a one-off episode. And then do the PlayStation just like we would for E3. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, we can talk about that off the air. So we – yeah. So We'll let you all know weeks, in a couple weeks what we decide yeah, well, to do Well, actually that. in two weeks we'll have a PlayStation meeting prediction show, see what leaks between now and then. Um, I think we've kind of predicted. Kind of early we've, kind of pre- we've kind of predicted already. I, I, I think we've got an idea. It's yeah, but we're gonna get like with this leak today. We're getting a nitty gritty. That'll just be like the topic of the show. It'll yeah. be fine. We'll give you guys um, more heads up. And then about that, in two weeks. that Wednesday, we will have um, a reaction to all the news that comes out from that. Hopefully, we also have the NX that month. Um, and then a month later, we've got our uh, VR headsets in. So full thoughts on NX, that. NX of. is never coming out. So just nope. Just I, I saw a tweet the other day. Someone was saying. When I have a guess when Nintendo will announce the day they reveal the NX, March thirty first, two thousand seventeen. Probably. So. I wouldn't, was that a tweet from me? Maybe. No, no not you. No, but I anyway, them on Twitter a lot. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening to episode fifty five. We'll give you guys more heads up within the coming weeks what we're going to do with the PlayStation meeting and all of that. It's going to be a busy next couple months for games, and I hope you're excited. We're excited to talk about it and argue about it and all that other good stuff. So we hope you're excited to listen to this dorky show that we put on and. Just whatever else. Play some play some games. Ha- play some games this week. They're fun, and I hope I can play some games too because it's been too long. So, anyway, for Max and myself, thank you for listening this week. We love you. Bye bye. Adios.